0: Before we get started with today's episode, we have some really super exciting news. We are having a Patreon special this
1: month. Woo! Because it's October, the witchiest of months.
0: The witchiest of months. The most goth month. Maybe the second most queer month, next to Pride. It's like <laughs> Pride Part Two, Costume Edition. What's, <laughs> what's not to love about October? Apple cider. Donuts. Donuts, squ- fall squashes, motherfucking decorative gourd season, all those good things. And so we are, to entice you to become patrons, we are offering special things at the levels of... <laughs> Who wants to talk about them. I,
1: I should will... have written this down. No, you're good. <laughs> so here's what we're doing for the month of October, or until we run out. People who join at the $10 or $25 levels, uh, being the Hedwig and Buckbeak levels, our our levels are obviously Harry Potter themed. Um, So you will be getting a custom portrait by our comic artist, Theo Julian Forrester. So again, these numbers are capped because this is something that will take Theo a lot of time and uh, effort, and we can't just offer it... Indefinitely, That would be absurd. So the first seven people who sign up at the $25 level and the first 21 people who sign up at the $10 level, because I don't know, these are witchy numbers, we like them, will be getting these portraits at the... At the $25 level, the portraits are the same style as the bio portrait that he did of me and Jesse. So, you know, beautiful Gaily Prophet newspaper background, full color, like in the same style as our weekly cartoons, really great. At the $10 level, you will have a Gaily Prophet newspaper background of a different Type, uh, sort of where you are the front page of the newspaper and it's more of a line drawing. Uh, Both are very beautiful and great and you should definitely join our Patreon so that you can get those in addition to so much wonderful bonus content that we put out every month. Um, Our October... Release schedule is posted on socials it is also posted on our patreon as a public post so if you want to go look at that you can also see example drawings of what you would be getting at each level on our socials and on patreon you're gonna you're gonna love it it's gonna be worth your time and your money and we are gonna we're gonna do you proud everyone so for sure, you should you should head over there. We expect those to go really quickly, so you know, scurry, scurry <laughs> over and uh, get that taken care of.
0: And now on to your regularly scheduled podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now on to the show. <laughs> Perfect. Gay love
1: Hello and welcome to The Gaily Prophet, a podcast where two queer IRL witches do a deep dive study into the intersections of people's patroni and their most deeply held identities, and then release a special episode about it in between books two and three. I am America's favorite Griffin <laughs> Dandy, Larg Malachi Gray.
0: And I am Griffin Dyke-Achordinaire, Jesse Blount, and... This is really one of those questions that I f- I feel like it's shocking that it's not that like I feel like it's maybe not asked as often as what people's like Hogwarts houses it are because mm-hmm. it's just like it's just as interesting and sometimes even more interesting to be like oh well, like what do you think your Patronus is
1: totally because it's like I <laughs> oh my god I'm about to be such a like <laughs> queer witch dork. It's, like, the difference between asking someone's sun sign or, yeah, so, like, someone's sign versus someone's moon sign, right? Like, your Patronus is your moon sign. It's, like, the depths of your soul, whereas, like, your house is much more, like, how you are in the world. So it's, like, a much more deeply personal question, I feel like. Yeah. Because, like, the, your Patronus, right? It's, like, how do you... Like, what protects you from, like, despair, right? Like, in your deepest heart of hearts, what is the thing that, like, represents your values and, like, who you hold yourself to be? It's a big question. It really is. And just, like, also,
0: I mean, who doesn't love animal companions?
1: Right. (laughs) Totally. Um, Yeah, so... Just so you know, we recorded this episode in June. So if you have written to us and told us your Patronus after sometime mid-June, and so you don't hear your answer in this episode, that's why. And you will hear your answer in a future Patronus episode. So don't fret.
0: Because we really want to hear y'all's thoughts about what your Patronus is and like what that means to you. We yeah. are deeply interested in and curious about that.
1: Yep. So, yeah. So also if you're listening right now and you haven't told us your patronas, please write to us. You can um, submit a letter to the editor on our website, I think is the easiest way to get in touch, but you can also, which is the You can also email us at the at gmail.com or Instagram. DM us. However, however you want to get in touch.
0: If you want to draw us a picture and send it to us, that would also be really
1: rad. That would be really great. Uh, yeah, so without further ado, here, here's the our first Patronus episode. First one comes from Mary. It says, okay, so brace yourselves. This is about to be long because I have a lot of thoughts about it. I just finished this week's episode and was inspired to take the Patronus quiz and got a dun mare. I was pretty confused because dun is apparently a color variant that just appears in horses, which is all well and good, but Patronuses are silver, aren't they? So that seems sort of inconsequential. Maybe I have to do some more research about dun coloring being symbolic, but that seems like a lot. And also, I'm a little taken aback that I got a horse as my Patronus. So, about my mixed horse feelings. I like horses and always have, but for financial reasons, horse riding, racing, sportage, care has never been available to me. Now my university actually has a pretty strong equestrian program and beginner classes are available to all students, but I'm still pretty hesitant about it. Anyway, how my Patronus applies to me. I'm not really sure how it fits. When I start to mull it over, it feels pretty broke back mountain esque, and that's fine. Like, yes, I'm a lesbian who longs for wide open spaces and a simple life. That's me clapping. But my Patronus just feels wrong. I can't get over all these constrictive Old West associations in my mind. Who, boy, that just points to how deeply rooted Americanism is in my soul. I doubt British people think of the Wild West when they think of horses. A horse just doesn't feel right. I have absolutely no relationship with these creatures besides half-wishing I had one sporadically throughout childhood and crying over the Kentucky Derby because I just love sports and adrenaline. So many good sentences in this letter. Uh, I
0: also love horse racing, so I just love you even more because... Anyway, (laughs) Anyway, I also love... adrenaline and horses and sports that are easy to watch anyway keep going
1: uh it says anyway i won't create a new gmail or anything to retake the test i guess i'll just live with it years ago when i took the official sorting quiz for the first time i got sorted into hufflepuff and i was bitter for months that i wasn't a ravenclaw i eventually came around and now i'll defend hufflepuff house till i die thought perhaps my patronus this is where i think it gets really interesting Perhaps my Patronus would be non-corporeal because I feel a disconnect from it. Just thinking that'd be some deep magic for your soul to know the animal and know there isn't a strong connection. And therefore me, the wizard, would not be able to produce it. Maybe my feelings just mean that deeply subconsciously I don't need my Patronus right now. Oh, whoa. Right? Right? Also, it says, thanks for all the work you do. The Gailey Prophet is up there with Harry Potter in the Sacred Text. Critical, insightful, whimsical, and amazing. So, Uh, validation. That's (laughs) why I love
0: everything about this letter.
1: (laughs) It's such a good letter. Where to begin? Where to begin?
0: Well, my first thought is that you should totally take the intro to riding classes at your university or your college. Because, like, horseback riding lessons are not cheap. And depending on where you live, it could be hard to find. And I think you should just go for it. Um, connect with some horses because horses are cool.
1: This is suddenly um. a deer headwig letter. <laughs> <laughs> should I take these riding lessons? Definitely.
0: Definitely so. Um, also, uh, major in IRL. A majority of U.S. cowboys uh, were black and Mexican, and not like and the construction of like. White dude John Wayne shit is just movies constructing white masculinity like that. So if you feel like looking more into it, you you could you could maybe find the cowboy, cow person, horseback riding into the sunset narrative of your heart.
1: I feel like the horseback riding sunset narrative of my heart is the end of the Princess Bride. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which maybe that helps. I mean, like, uh, Wesley and Buttercup is a lesbian relationship. No one can argue with me about this. So,
0: no, I see that.
1: That's I may have just mean. realized it as I said it, but like, it's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am 100% certain that it's true.
0: I don't know. I also just think of Lord, I think of Lord of the Rings my like horseback riding like fucking shadow facts and like the Riders of rohan anyway uh deep cut nerdery but Riders of rohan love them
1: yeah i like your um jesse's hand is to her heart when saying these things (laughs) 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 okay so this issue of like what if someone's inability to produce a patronus could be rooted not only in like an inability to like summon up an appropriately happy memory, but also if you don't currently relate to what your Patronus is.
0: I love this theory,
1: it's really interesting i do feel like the book is a little confusing about what makes someone's patronus what it is everyone who we know is an animagi their patronus is the same as their animagi form which indicates that like you have only one option of what you become as an animagus like you can't just choose which is interesting but then there's this like indication that like james and lily are soulmates because her patronus is also a doe which snape Knows somehow, and then his obsession with Lily turns his Patronus into a doe. So, like, that's all very confusing. And then, yeah, like, Ron's is a dog, and like, Ron has never even owned a dog as far as we know. And, like, what does that mean, and why does he connect to a terrier? And there's a lot going on here.
0: It does make me think, though, that there probably are a lot of people who would just have a, like, non-corporeal patronus.
1: But they don't work if they're not corporeal, right?
0: I thought they do work if they're non-corporeal still.
1: Not, like, all the way.
0: I think maybe they work better if they're corporeal. because Because yeah. they can, like move independently of where you're pointing your wand and like
1: right
0: convey messages and stuff so that whole thing is very confusing i feel like patronus magic is yeah i feel like it's sort of like it is very confusing but i do like where this letter is going though and think
1: totally i think it's
0: and like the idea of like not connecting with your patronus animal
1: yeah interesting and the idea that That it means that you don't need your Patronus in that moment. So, like, if your mental health is really good, you wouldn't feel as connected to your Patronus. Because, like, they protect you from, like, depression.
0: I guess if you have, like, good mental health, you probably aren't as affected by dementors. That's true. Like, I feel like for someone like me, I would would be probably, I would have passed out, probably. <laughs> I would be on the floor, because yeah. I'm like, there's a whole lot of shit I don't want to think about. <laughs> and it's like, bringing that all up would be like, well, there goes, there's that time for my mental breakdown, okay, cool. Yep. So. yeah, And like, I would, I would need a good-ass Patronus for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Dementors are another situation where I'm like, I'm not gonna stay and fight. I think I'm just gonna go. I think I'm just gonna hang out in the muggle world somewhere else yeah it's like (laughs) going to
0: Wales (laughs) yeah it's like get me far the fuck away from
1: Dementors and
0: they're at the school like what the
1: fuck Anyway. oh my god it's such a problem Uh, (sighs) okay do we have anything else to say about this letter
0: um, just that I love this letter writer deeply yeah. And then I also love the most problematic of sports which is horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Our last letter is from Hannah who said, you mentioned wanting to know your listeners' patronuses for research. I love research. <laughs> <My> <laughs> Hashtag fa- Ravenclaw. Right. My I'm sorry letter
0: writer I don't know what your house is but I'm just gonna go out and learn from that comment that you're <laughs> then you're maybe a Ravenclaw.
1: That's fair. My Patronus is a snow leopard. Snow leopards and I are both pretty solitary and enjoy walks in the snow. I'm a vegan and they're carnivores, (laughs) but I think we approach our diets in the same spirit. They use all the parts of their food and like to be in a safe place before eating. Snow leopards and I both have had to learn to stand up for ourselves and be honest about ourselves. Me, with growing up autistic and queer in the South, and them, with preferring to drop their food when threatened than defend it. Finally, once Snow Leopard Cubs are a couple of years old, they set out on their own, traveling long distances. I'm in a different country from my family now, struggling through grad school, still learning how to take care of myself, and unlearning accumulated bad things. Capital B, capital T. I love capitalizing things for emphasis, so we're on a team while trying to form myself into the demisexual lesbian autistic progressive christian gryffindor i want to be 200 points to gryffindor uh i want to be a rebel and a writer and i kind of think that's what snow leopards want too in their own way Thank you again for the Gailey Prophet. If you ever want to go into more detail about your own Patronuses and Hogwarts houses and wands on the podcast, I would love to hear about it. Also, I really recommend you check out the sorting system of the Tumblr blog, Sorting Hat Chats.
0: I actually have seen Sorting Hat Chats. It's pretty great.
1: I haven't, but I
0: will look into it. They have uh, primary and secondary sorting, which is great. Um, it's, It's a little bit actually sort of astrological in their system where it's like there's like your primary sorting is a like no wait fuck it's either like one or the other is like the why of what you do and then the how oh So. cool I don't remember which one though because uh, anyway but yes it's a very cool website and also this letter is great letter writer this is a really good letter that's a really great breakdown of your patronus and thank you so much for sharing that with us because i'm just had the biggest smile on my face
1: just like for myself into the demisexual lesbian autistic progressive christian gryffindor i want to be is like therapy goals (laughs) i don't know that's like really good uh yeah i mean i don't I guess maybe the question here is like talk us talking about more about our Patroni, because I feel like this person really like they, they told us all the things like they, you did a great job analyzing your relationship with your Patronus.
0: I actually do talk more about my Patronus in the pride interview episode with uh, Tahira and Prana. I talk more about my Patronus.
1: You talked about sort of your like historical relationship with lions, but you didn't actually really talk about like what about lions themselves resonates with you in terms of like your personality and like their characteristics. So if you want to talk about that.
0: I I I I think I still want to think about it, but.
1: Okay. I can talk about mine a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: So I guess, I mean, I kind of feel like mine is kind of basic in comparison it's very much just like platypi when the first like white colonizer f- went to Australia and like mailed a platypus back to the UK to be like things I'm discovering like people who have lived here forever didn't already know that they existed. They're just like the problematic nature of the word discover however they thought it was a hoax right they're like why are you trying to fuck with us like this is not a real animal like it's like a beaver but it's also a duck but it's also a marsupial but it also lays eggs like you are making shit up right now and for me that very much resonates in terms of like my gender identity but i feel like that's also it's not just my gender identity that makes that feel right to me like i recognized the platypus as my patronus definitely well before i was like out like i was already i already self identified as gender queer inside but like that wasn't it it's sort of this very, like, angsty teen, like, they're misunderstood and so am I. But there's also, like, they're misunderstood, but they're, like, so magical. And, like, also they have fucking, like, venom claws. And, like...
0: I actually was going to say that if you weren't going to because I think that's awesome.
1: It's so rad. Yeah. And, like, I mean, they're mostly, like, adorable and cuddly and, like you know they're like marsupials they like take care of their little babies and whatever but they also are like don't fucking fuck with me and also they're like i look like a mythical being and that just feels right to me as someone who has always very much like lived inside of my head and was always the kind of person maybe less now actually than than ever before in my life where but it was like i am always creating a story out of my life rather than really like living in it and so there's something about this like irl imaginary creature you know (laughs) that felt really that feels really right to me and yeah i don't know like i i identified the platypus as my patronus when i like I don't even know where it came from i just like found one day in my room i'm sure that i procured it at some point this this platypus bead um so it had like a a hole through it so you could put on like a necklace or whatever Uh, i just found it and i was like this this is extremely meaningful for me and i like wore around my neck for a really long time yeah whenever people would be like what's up with your platypus necklace i was like this is my patronus i just I just identify with them. This is this is the thing for me. So I feel like there's something else I was going to say, but now I don't remember. So maybe I'll think of it while you tell us about your relationship with lions.
0: Um, my relationship with lions goes back to my sort of very early obsession with everything involving cats. I've always felt drawn to cats of all kinds. And... What I especially like about Lions in particular is that, as they are very well known for being kind of the most, like, the only, like, kind of, like, wild cats that live in a family group and are, you know, like, they live collectively and they, you know, work collectively and they, you know, they're not just all, like, solitary hunters as basically every other like cat species is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like and I feel like so I feel like cats like any other kind of cat isn't necessarily my patronus because I am not that solitary person like at all like as much as I maybe at some point would think that I was but it's like I need to have like a group a tight-knit group of people you know i need to have Mm -hmm. other connections like i couldn't just i couldn't totally just live if i just was like free to the wind essentially Mm -hmm. which is i think sort of anti-sag energy i know but (laughs) 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 um and i just also feel like i also just only ever want to be around other rad ladies (laughs) ladies asterisks other other rad people so i just feel like i do feel very attached to lions, even if it does feel a little cliche to be like
1: you don't need to worry about that it's fine i know there's also i mean there's like a lot of gay lions too right um i know there's a lot of gay lions i am trying i tried to look up lesbian lions i think that they are a thing also i just learned that there is a trans lion
0: i was about to say that the lioness who started growing like a mane after like 14 years and it's like it's never it's never too late to live your best life yeah
1: that's rad yeah yeah no i think that that i think that makes a lot of sense i i guess i really want to encourage you to like not be self-conscious about being a gryffindor with a a lion patronus because you're as far as i know like the only gryffindor that i know that has a lion patronus so it's okay um the wands thing idk i took the thing but i forgot what it was i don't really understand about like the whole wand situation
0: so this is actually funny about the wand situation because as of this recording um there is a new Harry Potter, like, phone game, Harry Potter Wizards Unite, mm-hmm. where you get to pick your wand. Like, you get to design it yourself. Oh. Yeah. So, I actually, so, like, literally today I was like, what kind of wood do I want my wand to be? And at first I went for, like, Hawthorne, because it's like, you know, hawthorn is like a medicinal plant. But in the end, I went for cedar, which is also a very, like...
1: It has deep roots in magic.
0: It has deep roots in magic, and it smells great, and it's, like, a cool color. Um, and I was yeah. like, yes, I would definitely want a cedar wand. So that's what I have in uh, in this video game here, is a cedar wand with a unicorn hair core. Because unicorns, duh. Yeah. It was a hard, actually it was hard between unicorns. A unicorn hair and a phoenix feather, but I feel like unicorns are just so much queer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really like thought about wand stuff very much, so I just don't have an answer for this.
0: I think I wouldn't have had one before today, but since I just literally was thinking
1: about that earlier today, it was, it's very fortuitous. Yeah, it's perfect timing. Mm Mm-hmm houses you know I feel like I was surprised to be sorted into Gryffindor although I don't really know what I was expecting because I'm definitely not a Hufflepuff and like as much as I am into learning and knowledge and stuff like that and maybe this is just retroactive maybe I'm just like rewriting my past self. Like, maybe I did expect to be a Ravenclaw. I definitely didn't expect to be a Slytherin, although I think I was very worried I would be a Slytherin. And, um, like I said at at one point, like, I took the test three or four times and, like, got Gryffindor each of those times, but one, in which case I was sorted into Slytherin. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, yeah. But, like, looking at it now, I'm like, yeah. Like, there was never... There was never a chance that I was anything but a Gryffindor and like I am such a Gryffindor especially thinking about Gryffindor from the like framework of like Hermione but I feel like Hermione's she's like a very overt kind of like specific Gryffindor but I feel like a lot of the other people in Gryffindor House that we get to know a lot show the same kinds of traits that she shows in terms of like standing up for other people. I don't, so I don't want to argue with you. But, like in the episode that you did with Tahira and Prana, you were like, Hermione's championing for like house elves. Like a white girl would never do that. And like when I was editing it, I was like, excuse me (laughs) like that was literally my entire childhood was getting extremely outraged about injustices and like doing something about it mostly yelling like not effectively doing something about it but i like wrote an angry letter to nerf when i was like eight years old because they didn't have enough girls in their commercials actually holding nerf guns that girls were always being shot with nerf guns and i was like Hello, Nerf Guns, are for everyone. Put more girls in your commercials.
0: (laughs) That is the most adorable thing I've I've (laughs) ever heard. And also, I clearly have not... Don't remember any Nerf Gun commercials, because that's kind of fucked up.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It was, like, always a bunch of boys, like, coming around a corner and, like, shooting their sisters that were having a tea party. Like, it was... It was not... It was not good. But, yeah, and I, like... I don't know if you saw. I posted on Instagram... A while ago, I found this like school assignment from, I think, I want to say sixth grade where we had to, for like geography, we had to create our own society and my society was like these like animal, these like humanoid animals that like live together in Harmony, and you had to like create all this stuff. And like mine was the most like Marxist fucking society, down to the fact that like parents, like children were raised in a like communal environment where they rotated houses to like live with different adults every so often so that they would be exposed to all different like ideas and like parenting styles so that they wouldn't like get indoctrinated by just one set of adults. It's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. So
0: That's incredible.
1: Thank you. It was called Animalia, because I'm really creative. Listen. (laughs) Yeah, so whatever. That's I feel like that's very much I'm like where I'm like, okay, yes, like obviously I'm a Gryffindor. And one thing that I think of a lot too is like my childhood with nicole because like nicole is very quiet and non-confrontational compared to me like Nicole's great at being outraged but like not great at like yelling about it and nicole is a hufflepuff i feel like that makes a lot of sense it's a very similar dynamic that i have with evan who's also a hufflepuff um, But, like, when we were in school and shit would happen that was upsetting, even if it had nothing to do with me and was only related to her, I would get detention because I was so busy fighting with teachers on Nicole's behalf because she, like, didn't feel empowered to stand up for herself. And so I feel like that's, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm a Gryffindor. Okay. Yeah,
0: I've definitely done that. So, this is also why I shouldn't have been surprised about being Gryffindor, but I feel like I've been, I was self identifying as a Ravenclaw since probably like
1: book, whenever
0: book four, or book five came out.
1: Tell us more about your experience. I mean,
0: okay. So, and I think part of that is because as a young person, I was an extreme bookworm. Uh, I had a hard time connecting with people because of my, like, curiosity and intellect and just sort of, like, love of nerdy things before it was cool. Sort of. So, I was sort of like, oh yeah, I want to be in the house with all the, like, the fucking like, s- smart-ass bookworms. You just want to, like, learn shit. And So I also took the Pottermore quiz, like, twice and kept getting Gryffindor. And I'm like, but what? And, but it really (laughs) honestly just makes a lot of sense for me. Because, like, I've always been a person who's also been, like, really angry about, like, a variety of injustices. And is someone who, like, doesn't, who, in different periods of my life, was definitely not quiet about it. Um, Definitely used to basically verbally fight people about their racist and sexist ideas. I've definitely done that before. I mean, the reason I was a vegetarian for a long time was because of, like, the injustice of, like, eating meat and, like, factory farms. Which, factory farms are still the worst. Let's all be very clear about that. But, anyway. I feel like, for me, I learned about how unethical agriculture is. And so it also was sort of like, eating tofu is just, is somehow, is like... Also unethical, because there really isn't any ethical conception under capitalism. So, like, I'm just going to eat fancy local meat and go about my day. Yeah. So, I buy like, my eggs and, like, as much as my, you know, as I can from, like, directly from farmers that are, like, close by. Because I'm lucky enough to live in a state where there's a lot of agriculture and live very close to a farmer's market. So, uh... Yeah, and I realize I've basically, like, lived my entire life to try to make the world better. At least to try to, like, move the needle on, like, our incredibly shit world. And when I tried to not do that, I felt terrible about myself. And I'm like, oh, I actually do need to, in fact, be actively working in my career for, like, against injustice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or else I just, like, become a shell of a person. So really... (laughs) Being a Gryffindor really should not have come as any surprise.
1: Yep. So. Sounds, sounds correct to me.
0: Yeah. So, And also in the reading of this book, I realize I am just Neville, honestly. <laughs> being, being tender and loving plants is something I definitely identify with. And having a very weird family life. But
1: yeah. Yeah, I feel like we need to make you a tender plant nerd shirt. No, I was going to say, I I have been meaning to buy a
0: novel shirt like the one that I sent you, but they no longer make it in a unisex size. Now it's only like a ladies' cut t shirt, which I hate. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you going to do? Well, no, just buy that
1: and turn it into a tank top. That's true.
0: Anyway, next, are we going into comments? More comments? Yeah.
1: So that's the last letter. Thank you all for listening to us talk for a really long time. So now we just have a couple couple few responses to like what is your patronus that we got from the Instagram post. All right, so KT Callie said, My Patronus is a red panda because they're nocturnal, relatively solitary, and a bit mischievous. They're fierce when they need to be, but mostly they just want to chill and eat all day. Great answer. Yeah. Uh, Theo, our comic artist, said, Rhino all the way. Reminds me to stay grounded, and its preference for solitude really resonates with me.
0: Also, actual unicorn, you guys, so. Right?
1: Yeah. Theo has a super rad rhino tattoo that he designed. Maybe I can get him to let me post it on socials. I want to see that. It's so good. It's so beautiful. The tattoo artist did an incredible job. Anyway, Frau Pau Podcast said Hippo, they look cute, but they're the deadliest water animal in Africa. <laughs> uh, Melissa Granger Davis said I am a total hedgehog. Pottermore told me so, but I've embraced it and I agree. I may be slow to get moving, but I've got thick skin and I take my time to do things right. Also, I'm kind of awkward. Love my hedgehog Patronus. Hashtag Hufflepuff pride. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so sweet. Um, all right. And then lastly, Andy Girl 23 said, my Patronus is a pit bull, loving, goobery, smart, silly, protective, misunderstood, and obviously the cutest of all dogs. And the lesbian pity connection is strong which obviously is an answer that i love
0: i mean queers do love pit bulls as they should
1: yeah yes as the as the dad of three pit bulls which obviously anyone who follows us on instagram knows because i post them in our stories all the time
0: and they're so cute they're
1: so cute Yes, so that these are all very good answers. You are all very wonderful. Everyone should write us more letters to the editor. Uh, you can do so by emailing us at thegailyprophet at gmail.com, by going to our website and clicking on letters to the editor, or by sliding into our DMs on Instagram or Facebook. All of these are acceptable. They sure are thank you for listening to this very special episode of the gaily prophet
0: you know if you if you want to make us as happy as we have made you you should uh leave us a five-star review on itunes stitcher google play where, wherever you listen to our podcast at you should definitely leave us a review um it truly makes our day because this is the literal definition of a labor of love. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, for sure it is.
0: Um, you should also uh, tell all your friends about this podcast. Um, if, in case anyone ever asks you about what podcast to listen to, or if, you know, if they're like, I'm going on a really long road trip, what do I, which I listen to, keep us in mind.
1: Also, tell us. Uh, It's become like a running thing where people like DM us or like leave us comments or whatever about how they're converting people to the Gailey Prophet. (laughs) And it feels so good to hear that. Uh, Really, we like praise and validation. So in whatever form you want to offer us praise and validation, we will accept it. We will internalize it. It will make our mental health better as we enter into the season of seasonal depression. Mm -hmm. Um, So just go ahead and, and, you know, convert your friends and then tell us that you converted your friends and have your friends tell us that they were converted. We recently got a review from someone that literally the name of the review is Podcast Virgin, (laughs) which is great. (laughs) I love hearing that we were someone's first podcast that got them into listening to podcasts. What could be better?
0: that is it's it's like so like it's so heartwarming because it's like I definitely have fond feelings of podcasts like the first couple of podcasts that like got me into podcasts mm-hmm. and so it's like very heartwarming to think that like we are those people for someone else I yep. don't
1: know no totally
0: <laughs> yeah um, you can also which would also help convert your friends is uh, like yourself on social media and share it widely DM it to people share it in your Instagram stories you can text it in your group in your group text to your friends and be like lol look at this because that would be awesome um we are on facebook instagram and twitter at the gaily prophet
1: and don't forget about our october patreon special uh we talked a lot about it up front so we won't talk about it again but you know it exists don't forget that you want to go sign up for that because it's great
0: yeah just uh the patreon.com slash the gaily prophet
1: if you want to find me on the internet for example to book a tarot reading with me which you know you just listened to the tarot episode last week you definitely want to book a tarot reading with me you sure do Uh, you can go to larkmalachi.com slash tarot and sign up for that and it'll be super fun for you Um, Um,
0: Not only will it be fun, but since Lark also has a side hustle of being a life coach, you will get seriously good life advice (laughs) from your tarot (laughs) reading. 10 out of 10 would get a reading again. Oh,
1: thanks, Jesse. 10 out of 10 would give you a reading again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it'll be fun slash also like... probably make you cry but like in a good way and I might like inspire you to pack up your life and move across the country like I did to Sarah so <laughs> that's cool too her mm. life's way better now because of that choice so anyway you can do that you can also follow me on Instagram at Lark Malachi or at Radical Healer
0: and um, in between episodes you can find me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Detroit where you can find very strange, interesting photos of animals along with very hilarious political tweets that I retweet. You can also find me find me on Instagram at Live from Detroit. Uh the the music in our theme song is by Kevin McLeod. And our logo is by the incredibly talented Theo Julian Forrester. If you become a patron you get to have a
1: drawing by him. What could be cooler than that? Literally nothing. <laughs> and Until next time, don't forget to tell us what your Patronus is.